I've talked with a lot of people and they're and it's it's 50-50 where some are saying it's a risk and others are saying to put your money into something else. I mean to diversify, have a well diverse portfolio and you're saying that Bitcoin is something that we are transitioning to or are you alluding to that that that's what we should be focusing? You're listening to a podcast that encourages you to embrace your vulnerabilities and authentic self. This is your transformation station, and this is your host, Greg Favaza. Eric Mehugh, come on downtown. Something like that. That's quite the intro. Yeah, not really. How's it going, though? It's going well. Um, How about yourself? Not too bad. I want to apologize for the Zoom thing. Like I, (laughs) I pressed something on my profile, and I don't know what I pressed, and now it's making everybody need a password. When it was just fine, not even a little bit ago. Honestly, dude, it's all good. I'm just glad we found. I'm glad we're just meeting face to face versus we just found each other. Yeah, just. Oh, it's so cute. But versus like just like a starting another round of like email attack and that bullshit where it's like, ah. Like, damn it, Greg. What the fuck are you doing? So tell me about yourself. Tell me about like what what you got going on over here. What is uh what is Shop X or is that what I is that what I see? Yeah, so I got two companies going on. One uh-huh. is Shop X, Web3 e-commerce, and the other is Data Ing, AI powered matchmaking. Mm. And what got you into this? Uh so overall I just kind of follow my genuine intellectual curiosity and wherever it leads me it leads me so a little bit of backstory um do you want like an intro or just right into the meat and potatoes of it i I just want something authentic and not rehearsed yeah cool so right after so my overall goal is to live a nice peaceful life Mm -hmm. i couldn't really do that if i view the money system as being corrupt which it is and that originally led me to like gold as a solution and that eventually led me to Bitcoin as the next step for gold. So okay. at that at that point in time, I was a consultant, which as a consultant, but at the same time, really researching Bitcoin and all that ethos. Mm-hmm. Being a consultant for bankruptcy bankruptcy companies didn't align with the Bitcoin ethos. So I quit that. I started going to cryptocurrency meetups because I'm like, okay, I need to work in the space. This is where I need to be. And then I met their original ShopX team, and then we started that company. So what ShopX is? It's a way for an e-commerce brand, a Web2 e-commerce brand to download an app and then interact in Web3. So back to my like goal of living a nice, peaceful life, rather than onboard like my mom or grandma or whatever, like over like four or five Thanksgivings by Bitcoin, that type of thing being annoying. Mm-hmm. This is a way for me to onboard people into the crypto ecosystem at scale. So like, let's say Nike. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't go any further. All right. I don't like because this is it's a big concept as it is, but I want to just back up a little bit. like. Let's go back to like with currency. Do you think that's a scam? No, I, I mean I view currency and money as just energy. So like, let's say in a perfect world, you provide product or service to me. Mm-hmm. I provide you with currency. You, that's my energy that I'm transferring to you. But you gave me value, so then you can use my energy or currency, whatever you wanted to go and do whatever you want. The issue, so I think currency is good. I think it's just technology. I think yes. the scam is the fiat version of currency. So what fiat is just faith-based currency. So it's essentially when the government comes in, they let's say the government prints like a trillion dollars. Yeah. What did they what did they effectively do by printing a trillion dollars? 
when they print a trillion dollars, the money I own, the money you own, the money everyone owns, that money loses a little bit of value. And if you think about it from the lens, like let's say the average salary is like 60K in the United States or something, if you divide 60K by it, whatever a trillion is, every so that number is like how many years the government has technically stolen from the people who's worked. Because if you work 60K, they print a trillion dollars, they're taking money from you. And then on top of that, what's happening with the money? Oftentimes, they're using it in really dumb ways. They're using it to bomb people. They're using it as bribes. So it's just, it creates a wrong incentive structure. So like in the current, it's more of like a systematic problem where it's like in the current system, like- What about with, how do they, what's the reason behind printing the money in the first, let me rephrase that. Like, how do they get this baseline number of, this is the amount of money that we have to print because is this based off how many births are happening within the United States or within, I mean- the globe or like what are they for how are they forecasting to print a specific amount well so, so they don't really have a forecast nor do they have data nor do they have anything they just print based on their need so whenever like the politicians <laughs> on capital it's like we kind of need more money how do we get this money well we can't produce anything of value well, let's yeah. just print it and then it's like okay of course you're gonna vote to print yourself more money so who's like who wouldn't do that yeah. so like and like, of course, they have some stuff they have to manage. Like right now, if you look at the U.S. debt clock, it's some ridiculous number that no one could ever pay back. So they have mm-hmm. to print. They have to print money to a like manage the debt and pay off their debts. But they also have to print money to pay their own salaries. They have to pay, print money to fund their own wars, to pay their own friends and government contractors who pay, charge like a hundred bucks per fork or something dumb like that. And that's mm-hmm. because in a position of power where they put their friends. It's like, okay, you're my homie. I'm a corrupt politician. Mm-hmm. Um, your contractor will give you hundred bucks for fork, and then we both like split the profits type of thing. Okay, so it's like a, it's a systematic thing, and the reason it's systematic is like let's say I think most people want to become rich, wealthy, and healthy. Like how yes. do you, how do you become wealthy? In what's the easiest way to become wealthy in our current system without producing any value? Okay, it's put yourself in a position near the money printer. AKA politicians. So like, okay, I want to get rich. What do I do? Like, look at Nancy Pelosi. Look at look at all their net worths. Because they're right near the money printer. And what happens then is they're close to the money printer. They get to decide where the money goes. They give it to their friends. And now there's like, let's say one politician's corrupt. They give it to three other politicians. Now there's three corrupt politicians, oh. three corrupt politicians to the system. Okay. And those three will beat the non non-corrupt ones because they have money and they're doing corrupt means. And now mm-hmm. there's six politicians who are corrupt, and obviously it just kind of spreads like a disease where it's concentrated at the top. Mm-hmm. Well, I corrupt. know there's other ways. That, I mean, if you're working for an organization, you can be incentivized to do good things, and you can also be incentivized to do bad things. Yeah. So I like what, what you're saying as far as follow the money, but even further, follow, find where the fucking money printer is and just nest up rec- right next to that. And then now you can kind of do like a, a, quid, a quid pro quo situation to build a network of, uh, yeah, of other kinds of, yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just blah. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. what I call it. It's like the, the web of blah. But yeah, no, it's like, I think Bitcoin helps fix that. Cause let's say in a Bitcoin standard, gold, gold worked as well too. But I think Bitcoin is just like a new technical version of that. Whereas mm-hmm. a Bitcoin standard, you can't print the money. So what do you do if you can't print the money? You have to produce value. So let's say hypothetically, you, Greg, you have Bitcoin. I want your Bitcoin because I I want your Bitcoin. I want the freedom it provides, I want the security provides. How do I take Greg's Bitcoin? Well, I can't just print it. So that option's out. I have to provide something of value to you, and then you would give me your Bitcoin. 
So it creates an incentive structure where instead of the incentive structure being like becoming like a parasite and taking from the productive class of society, which is what I think a lot of them do. Now the incentives are, okay, well, I want to be rich. Well, I better produce a ton of value for a lot of people. And that's how I'll get rich. So I think mm. Bitcoin helps with that. Okay. But see, I, I've talked with a lot of people and they're, and it's, it's 50, 50 where some are saying it's a risk and others are saying to put your money into something else. I mean, to diversify, have a well diverse portfolio. And you're saying that Bitcoin is something that we are transitioning to, or are you alluding to that, that that's what we should be focusing so another thing I say is financial advice. I think you should, I think on an individual basis, you should put your money where it makes sense for you. Like, for example, I think we're younger, we have higher risk tolerance. I wouldn't recommend my grandma put all of her money in Bitcoin, nor store it, nor even interact yeah. it because she's a grandma. But I, I, I just think it's the future. So what I do with my choices is I, I would put well, pretty much 100% in. But again, that choice may not be for everyone. And again, I was mm -hmm. like, in the Bitcoin system, it's we encourage you to do your own research. So I've done the research. I came to the conclusion myself, and my actions reflect that. But if you do your own yeah. research and you come to a different conclusion, maybe it's like 5% for you, 10%, 50 or even 0%. The important thing is if you've done, you've done the research and you made a decision that's in the best interest of yourself. Whereas I view it's in the best interest for myself to purchase Bitcoin, but not everyone thinks that way. And I think everyone's okay with doing whatever is in their best interest. And what was the work that you've done that gave you that conclusion to go all in? So that that's a long, just like years of just bombarding myself with Bitcoin content. So it's, it really is like a rabbit hole. So like when I yes. started, it started off with my couple friends. So like, of course, when like myself, how I got how I got into Bitcoin is pretty much how everyone gets into Bitcoin. It's like, okay, you should be like, what is this thing? Oh, I can make a bunch of money off of that. I can get a, I can get a sweet pump. So then you buy the Bitcoin, you catch a pump and you're just like, okay, this is cool. But then since you're since you caught the pump, you're kind of more invested, you have skin in the game, you're more likely to research it yourself. And the more you research, the more intent you get and the more you buy. And then the more you buy, the more skin in the game you have, the more research you have. So it's it's just been like countless hours of like books and podcasts and just like conversations and all that stuff. There yes. wasn't like one thing. And that makes sense. So have you ever like caught yourself in like a sunk cost fallacy kind of moment where you're like, whoa, I put too much into this. It's time to move away. No, if I'm in a constant. <laughs> I'm in a constant state of I wish I had more. Oh, okay, that's right. never and that's never changed. It's like and I would use leverage stuff too. Where it's like okay, I'll borrow against it too, and they got mm -hmm. burned from that. There's a lesson, but like I would go and like, and I'm not recommending anyone do this. Not even myself because I learned my lesson. But like, yeah. like I, I would borrow money off the credit cards to purchase Bitcoin. I'm like, well, that's not enough. I need more. And let's open up more credit cards. And Dale, yeah, no, so, definitely. I like. I'll relate with you. Like, I did a Robert Kiyosaki event with oh, uh, real estate investing, and they were showing us how to get money quick to establish a business. And they were saying, like, I guess when it worked back then was to have like five credit card companies open and have your uh, your little application all set, right, or about ready to press uh, the send button, which will send it to the company. You have like five of them up, and you got personal loans over here. And it's all ready to go. And you have to do it quick, like at yeah. all of them at once. And then somehow it would work for uh, people trying to establish themselves. And uh, yeah. I, it doesn't work funny. like that anymore. <laughs> no, I, I tried that again, too. I, I just, I, I won't, I won't point I opened too many. They're just like, now I just can't open anymore. They're just like, what yeah. are you doing, dude? What do you need this for? <laughs> so what I would do is I'd open the credit cards. And how do you get, because you can't buy, they make it really difficult to buy Bitcoin with credit cards. 
Oh, so wow. you, you need like cash to do it or like you need like some physical cash. So like how what me and my friends would do is we would we just have a bunch of Venmo accounts and you can do Venmo to cash transactions. So you can you can send Venmo with a credit card for like a three percent fee. So we would send each other Venmos from our credit card. Like we open credit cards and each other Venmos from our credit card, then cash out our Venmo. So that would result in a cash like you get it's like a loan for three percent, so which is not bad. And yeah. we use the cash to buy Bitcoin. And then once the Bitcoin's in the crypto ecosystem, that's more free flowing to play around with other crypto assets and do whatever you want with it. That's and interesting. It resulted in right now my credit card shit, but <laughs> so. well, I, I don't know. I think it's kind of better, like, I mean, to have, I mean, poor credit if you're going to invest it into something. Like, I yeah, definitely yeah. don't recommend yeah. it just to go on a spree. But if you're trying to go after something, I mean, yeah, that's kind of what it, it's for, but not. It's just how you want to look at it. I don't know. Yeah, no, like, and I agree. To, to me, it's like the number doesn't matter. First of all, the person assigning the number, they're in like $40 trillion of debt. So who cares? And yeah. the, the, the other thing is like, okay, well, if you have a bunch of hard assets, like let's say a bunch of gold, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, I have a million bucks of gold. I want to buy a million dollar house. It's like, well, yes, my credit cards, my credit score may not be the best, but I have the little cash. So what do you want to do here, man? And of course, they'll take it. It's yeah. not, and again, not financial advice. Just need to clarify, just because this is kind of like it's full. I think this is more just like DJ mode. Yes. But yeah, Robert Kiyosaki thought that was a good book too. Yeah, no, definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Tell us about uh, so. Uh, so you do Muay Thai and and you play chess. Is that on? That's on your LinkedIn, right? Yeah, it's it's just part of like it's like yeah. hobby. They're, they're good no. hobby. No, I used to do. I, I used to be an instructor in Muay Thai. Oh, you should way. Yeah, yeah. So I, a, I got the basic, like, like level one instructor certification. It was hard as fuck. Like, oh, yeah. I cried afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I would cry. But it happens. <laughs> yeah, like after that, it was just like a gauntlet of just, just clinching and throwing. Oh, it just dude, the the clinch is the worst. Yes, like, it just kept going yeah. and going and going. I'm, it's just like you. Don't, we don't stop. It's like a twelve-hour event. And I'm like, oh okay. Jesus, Jesus yeah. Christ! Twelve hours yes. of clinching. Just a, well, a combination of yeah. different things. But by the end, it that's what was like the the final gauntlet was the clinching is whatever you have left, all the energy you got, you just got to do this to the best. And then they're watching you. And if you're not putting the full effort in, you're not doing this, then you're gonna get dropped. So it's like motherfucker. Yeah, all right. But- that is a motherfucker moment. Just <laughs> dude, the clinch is the most tiring thing. It I is. Mean, yeah, it is. it's the hardest. And no one feels like doing it ever. You get, like scratches on your neck too. It's just you just like. Well, I don't see. I was lucky. Like I, growing up, like we would always go uh, boating on the Mississippi, and our thing was tubing. So I was afraid. Like I'm an introvert. I was afraid as fuck to fall into the Mississippi rivers. Nasty. It's gross. I won't ever go in there again. But I would hang on. For my dear life, and I guess over time that adapted into helping me clinch. So that that's actually good for me. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Cool. So tell me about uh, with uh, was it Web three AI entrepreneur. Like go go deeper into your um, your expertise a little bit. Yeah. So I think I would go. Um, I think both companies reflect that. And so, like I said earlier, I just kind of follow my. I think the universe presents opportunities when it does. So I just follow mm-hmm. my. I think everyone's given specific gifts and I think everyone is happiest when they're serving other people. And I think the best way to serve other people is to just be authentic because if you're authentic, you're like, I'm the best at being me. You're the best at being you. Like if you want to try to be me, you'd lose. But if I try to be you, you'd lose. So just do what feels right. And I think that comes with the best result. And that's resulted in both ShopX and dotting. So what ShopX is, 
And again, my overall goal is on more people in a crypto at scale. So what ShopX is, it's the Web3 or the Apple Web3. Long term, we're going to be a suite of products for an e-commerce brand on Shopify or WooCommerce to download our app and then get whatever Web3 benefits they want, depending on their need in the product. So right now we have two products live. The first is ReserveX, and that's an NFT-powered loyalty program. So if you're a brand, you're on Shopify, you can download our app, get our tokenized software licenses, which are also a first of this kind. And then directly within the Shopify app, you can launch your NFT collection in less than five minutes. So we've created a no-code solution for you as a brand. Like, dude, it's so easy. Like, it's just two forms. It's like a name, a picture, a description, a price. You just fill out two forms. And then on the back end, your NFT collection is deployed. And then you could add e-commerce benefits to that NFT. So for example, if like Nike were to launch a gold, silver, bronze style pass collection, the gold members could get product A for free. Silver members could get product A for 50% off. Bronze product members could get, or bronze members could get like the product for just before everyone else. And the brand gets to keep adding e-commerce benefits to that pass. So like, okay, you're a um, gold pass holder. You get this limited time drop, like the graph thing. You get first dibs and everyone else. Okay, you get this discount, so they can just keep adding mm. benefits to the pass. So, is there a, like a? I know with financial institutions, they offer a like protection if with somehow I don't want to say like someone hacking. I mean, if you lose access to this, uh, is there like a protection plan, or is there like like some sort of reinsurance in this? And no, because because there's unneeded, so it's not like you're not like storing anything, okay. because like you're just deploying like as a brand, you deploy a smart contract collection, or you get to deploy a smart contract. I'm learning this, as you know, oh, I have yeah. no fucking clue. So oh, we're yeah. learning together. Yeah. So, so you your brand, you want to do some NFT stuff in terms of loyalty, because increases loyalty, increases increases conversion, all that stuff. So you deploy your NFT collection, and then you get a URL, and then you as the brand get to add products to that pass. And then your customer comes in and he's like, okay, I want the specific hat. I want this product thing. I want whatever comes with this pass. They purchase the NFT or pass or whatever you want to call it. They purchase with credit card or Ethereum. And that at that point in time, the customer has ownership of the NFT. So they get the benefits and you as a brand get paid. So like, there's no, like, there's nothing really to hack. It's just, you just kind of get paid. Okay. It's, it's like a ambassador kind of thing, like where I'm trying to understand it. I don't know. I'm trying to connect the dots here to what I do know. It's like if you were to try to say, what's the point of having an NFT and what's the point of getting having this? Like, uh, like make it very simple. If I can get it, everybody can get it. It's a loyalty pass okay, for a brand. And as a brand, as a customer purchasing the NFT, mm-hmm. you feel like you have ownership in the company because you own the NFT. Oh, okay. And then this increases like, a lot of things. So brand loyalty, like think of it like a timeshare. If you own a if you own a timeshare in Hawaii, everyone's saying your timeshare. Whereas if you own like or if you don't, just like who cares? Plus uh-huh. it increases conversion. So let's say a brand sells 500 passes to 500 customers. They release 500 products attached to those passes. Since the customers already bought into the pass, they're much more likely to purchase the product that came with the pass. So we've seen the conversion rate at around 80%, which okay. is compared to like one to two in e-commerce. And on top of that, you get the organic word of mouth marketing factor. Where in, yes. in, crypt, in crypto, it's common for people to change their PFPs to NFTs and just be annoying and tell everyone about it. So mm-hmm. we've seen that on the brand side too, where it's like brand customers, they change their PFP to NFTs because they're like, okay, I'm part of the brand. And then they start just telling everyone about it. So in one specific case, with um, so our first launch was with a brand called the Mag Park. 
So it's it's a cool brand, like the guy's a homie type of thing where it's like his customers are like they're, they're like they're chill, like it's an LA dude. He has a basketball hoop in the store. They come in, they shoot and all that stuff. Yeah. So his his issue was whenever he'd release like a lemon line pad or anything along those lines, mm-hmm. bots would come in, purchase, buy out all of his inventory in less than like a second, then resell on the secondary market for like 10 times the profit. So oh, then his core okay. customers wouldn't get the they obviously wouldn't get the product, which is a buzzkill for everyone. Mm-hmm. So now with his NFT collection, they get early access. They get guaranteed. They get to relax because their product is reserved. They get early drops. They get exclusive products. He has a Discord channel for his specific pass holders where he talks with them. They help him design products. So it's like a close connection with a brand owner. Wow. All right. Yeah, this is something that everybody should be doing. For... Actually, let me, I can break down Web 1, Web 2, and Web 3 pretty easily if you want. Just because, Please. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I talked to a lot of Web 2 brand executives and they're kind of old and don't obviously don't get it all so yeah in in terms of web one let's think of read only so if you're on web one you can go online you can read stuff great yeah web web two let's frame it as social media like instagram or youtube or whatever so you can read and you can write but you don't own so for example i could create an instagram post you can so that's me writing content you can read that post by viewing it interacting and doing whatever you want with it so you can read it but the thing is, Instagram owns that post, meaning they could sell my data. They can retroactively cancel me anytime they want. So it's like, okay, we say something on this podcast, 10 years down the line, who knows what's okay to say? We're like, yeah. cancel them both. And then both our accounts are done. And we're just like, well, that sucks. Especially if like, let's say I'm an, oh, Jesus Christ, I hate this term. But let's say I'm like an influencer and that's my business. That's my livelihood. And all of a sudden it's like, it's gone. He's like, well, you should not look at that point. Yeah, that's so, what YouTube is, is cracking down now. Oh, yeah, they're, they're cracking the whip. Yeah. yeah. So that's why it's important. Yeah. yeah. And so Web3 is a read, write, and own. So we in Web3, we can read content, we can write content, but we also own the content. So in the brand's NFT case, let's say I create an NFT, I own that NFT, you purchase that NFT, now you're the owner, owner of the NFT. There's a connection between me and you. So I could keep sending you value and you can keep sending me value with no third party. And since you own the NFT, you no one can take it from you. Like Instagram can't take it from you. I can't take it from you. It's your NFT. So that's Web three. I like to joke. I like to joke and say Web four is like the whole Ready Player One type of thing, where it's like Metaverse, AI, <laughs> VR, just like kind of dystopian. And Web five is, I think, we're all going back outside. We're just like enough of this. We we need we need the sun. Square <laughs> one. Then we start all over again. Wow, like uh, this is like something that I have not even noticed. Like I'm just always grinding creating content and like i'm only on web two is like there's so much more that i'm missing yeah. that could be a possibility for like expansion yeah no and i think you'll you'll get there when you get there but to be honest it may not be neat i don't think it's needed for people to research it because right now there's not people there's not many people in web three and the reason is pretty simple first off the ui is jank like i mm. like imagine this like i send my money i send my crypto somewhere i'm doing a bridge which is some technical term for just sending it across chains it yeah. doesn't it doesn't show up so i'm just like where's my money who do i who where's customer support well there is none it's like then, you have, then i have to go on like reddit and just find some obscure problem someone had years ago so the ui isn't there and the second reason is the incentives like for most people there's simply no reason to interact with in web3 but i think both of those are getting fixed like for example shopx is offering like e-commerce incentives like in our product first launch over 50 percent of the people were 100 brand new to crypto but they wanted the hat so they bought it and the ui is going to get fixed too because like once the bigger brands get in like for example they have the resources and incentives to actually make it good for everyone like 
Nike is not going to send their customers like a shitty UI experience. So th- mm-hmm. that'll fix it for everyone. And then from there, like web, if Web3 wins, again, nothing is guaranteed. Like if Web3 is to be successful, it has just to be done in the back end. So me or you just aren't even knowing that's happening. It has to be just like tap, tap, tap. My mom has her pass. She's like, oh, fancy pass. Oh, tap the pass. I get my discount. She gets her product. She's happy. Yeah. And she's, that's, that's, she never has to hear the word Web3, crypto, or NFT. So like with the UI, if there's nobody that that is taking accountability or there's not a position or an understanding on that. So that means anybody can kind of just climb in and start saying, I'm the one that knows how to do this. And so start. the thing about Web3 is it's composable. So it is complicated where it's like Web3 is composable, meaning there's a compounded interest of software. So if a problem uh-huh. gets solved once, other people, because most code is just copy and pasted. If a problem gets solved once, it just gets solved. So it's a complicated thing that a bunch of people are trying to work on and they're trying to work on it together. So it's people are pooling the resources to do it and it'll eventually solve itself for that reason. But there's, again, it's like a decentralized protocol. So there's no, no like, there's no authority. There's just no whatever. If someone creates a good solution, everyone's just going to use that solution. If someone creates a better solution, they're just going to use that solution. That's interesting. Have you ever participated in one of those little like congregated kind of uh, teams to solve a problem like that? Yeah, so uh, that's kind of what ShopX did. Is did. And, and for example, like again, everyone kind of works together in this space. So one of our major projects was, I would say, I think our biggest client is definitely Fox TV Studios. So if you watched Rick and Morty, if you yeah. heard about the, have you heard of Kapopolis? Uh, no, I have not heard about it. No. Okay, so it's their new show, but it's created by Dan Harmon. Okay. So th- they have an NFT collection called the Crap Chickens. So if you, it's kind of funny, actually. I, I own one. <laughs> Mine, yeah, um, mine is Lord Tamago, the, the first master of the void. It's a one piece reference, and he's a he's like a retarded looking chicken. But so for for the crab chickens, because I own the crab chicken, I get access mm-hmm. to merch. I get exclusive access to content. I get er, my crab chicken could show go on the show. So that project took a bunch of parties working together. Like for example, someone had to supply Fox with the ability to create the graphics and mint the NFTs. ShopX is handling the token gated connection for the NFTs. Someone has to handle the payment structure. So it's like a team of like four different companies working together in tandem to make that project a reality. And the end result for the, I guess, crap chicken holder is things just work. Mm. Okay. So this is good. Like now we can finally dive deep into this. Yeah. So with having this, uh, this team together, when you're trying to communicate, but also delegate and send this work strictly just through virtual systems like how how does it work how does communication go back and forth is there somebody in charge is it just an all-knowing understanding that oh this is the end goal this is what we need to do so it's honestly not that hard so in terms of everyone knows the end goal they know they need to do and everyone builds a specific piece to ensure that angle happens and so like let's say shopx builds our puzzle piece everyone else builds their specific puzzle piece then they see if it fits if it fits it fits great you move on but if it doesn't fit, let's say pieces don't fit together seamlessly, which usually happens. At that point, you do a dot, like you have the base done, but there's like bugs and shit. And that's mm-hmm. the point you two with the dev teams would work together, work together to QA to find the bugs to ensure everything works. So you guys, so what you do is you kind of plan everything out, like overall scope, and then you kind of break up. And then as parts finish, you just have, kind of like there's obviously constant communication where it's like, oh, we need this from you. We need this information from you. And they're happy to provide that. But it's, mm-hmm. it's more so working on different pods for one project. And then coming together to see the final project. Interesting. That's really interesting. Now, if let's transition into wrap up here. And 
what would you like to share with the audience that I have not asked you? I know, I'm sure there's probably a lot, but whatever you'd like yeah. to share yeah. with them. So I just got back from a Vimpasa 10-day meditation retreat in Joshua Tree, California. It was a very beautiful transformative experience for me. So it's 10 days, full noble silence, like no nothing, no like no electronics, no writing, just really introspective. So yeah, just the point of that was to help. So it's the method the Buddha used to reach enlightenment. So what you do for the first three days is you just focus your focus your attention on the area around your nose. Eventually, after focusing on it for so long, you feel different sensations. And then you just scan your body back and forth. And this extracts the traumas that are stored in your body. So think of it like if you had a piece of metal that's like you need 100, you're saying in space or some shit, you need 100% pure, you'd run it through magnets to extract the impurities. So you're just doing that with your with your body and traumas. So after you do that process over and over again, you become a positivity generator. So you just, and I believe the outer world, so I view everything in terms of frequency and energy and vibration. So like, I believe the outer world is a reflection of your inner world. So if you're sad, happy or whatever, like you're sad, your world's going to be depressing. Just like a radio frequency, if you're, when you're sad, you're really just saying, I'm vibrating at frequency X. And then just like a radio station, you tune into a specific frequency. That's why everything's sad. But if you're happy, positive, and everything, like just loving in general, then that's the frequency you're on. And then everyone in who you interact with wishes you the best and they're happy, positive, and loving it too. So like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's kind of like the power of the positive mindset where it's like after that, after that work was done, I just became like, and they close out the meditation where you just like store all your energy to the head and you just wish like happiness and love to like literally everyone in the world. And then I've realized since I've done that, people wish that back on me, which has had really, really nice results. So. No, I like that. Uh, one, because like if you're carrying around all that stress, all that trauma, it's it's taking a lot of bandwidth to kind of push down and just be able to put on this smile that is you, but you can't essentially do it naturally, comfortably. So you, you're almost fighting yourself, but also forcing yourself at the same time. So that's probably putting a lot of stress on your body and wearing you out. So you're not recognizing opportunities and conversations or noticing that you're when your picture's being taken you actually look depressed or sad yeah. when really you were you thought you were happy yeah and i saw it's kind of a little but like i've i've a social media point where it's like i noticed a while ago like i'd see someone take a story and just said watch them like you know like an instagram story and just watch them like right after the social media post they all look they always look depressed i'm just like oh jesus yeah yeah that, I'm, that, I'm guilty i'm guilty yeah. like that's for me like i dealt with a lot of shit and i'm going through this uh 40-day challenge to Ooh, nice. get all of this out and to show like you can address all of this trauma from someone that you trusted your life with. I mean, that's a long story, but by the end of this 40 days, it'll be my birthday and I'm trying to get my birthday back because every holiday has been ruined. Everyone, like literally every one of those holidays has been taken from me and I'm no longer going to let it happen anymore. Nice, because yeah, and then you get to decide if your holidays are taken from you or not. So I'm, I'm sure this will. I'm, I'm wishing you the best. I'm sure you'll work, work through it, and then on the other side, it'll probably be pretty great. Yes, yes, yeah, you got this. I appreciate you. Uh, yeah, so you too. How can our audience get in touch with you if they want to learn more about your companies and you in general? Yeah, so if you're interested in ShopX or Web three, the best place would be our website shopx.co. If you're interested in uh, AI powered matchmaking be dotting d a t a i n g dot i o, but my overall goal is to be helpful and positive. So you just want to like talk shit, reach out, just have any questions in general. 
probably my Instagram. So I can do like, we can do like bold voice messages things because those are pretty nice. So that'd be Eric D. McHugh, E-R-I-C-D-M-C-H-U-G-H. Beautiful. I appreciate you coming on the show today. No, dude. Thank you too. I had a blast. Excellent. Do you like that? How was that? It was fun. It was all that. Yeah. Yeah. It was hard. Like, I didn't know what the fuck to talk about, but I kind of try to go into the situation as uh, an audience member and just kind of, if I can paint it where I'm like them and I, this is what I want to know. And the majority of the people that listen are different versions of me, whether they're higher or lower and they always resonate with how I approach things. So no, that, that, that would make sense from the vibrational thing. It's like, of course, the people who listen to you are different versions of you. And that's how I view like the, well, I think everyone's a different version of it. Like, so I think of like, it's like, think of like the sun where each individual is like a ray of light. So we're individual, it's like individuals in that sense. But then, then we come with the same source and we're technically the same. So I think everyone's a different version of each other. Yeah. No, I like that. That's a unique yeah. way of looking at it. Yeah. So that in that sense, it's like hating on someone, wishing someone ill will. It's also just stupid because why would you wish yourself ill? It makes no sense. It's dumb. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, when you harbor that like resentment and negativity, just it just gets blown back in your face always, too. So it's like it doesn't even serve you. It doesn't serve others. It's pointless. God, it's like even if you come across someone who is negative. The, oh, you, um, can, you, can, you, can, you can feel it. Yes, because if like my ex, like I've been around her for a long time. I lost myself. I used to be this... Like, I mean, I was in the military for five and a half years, so I had a solid structure that was built. And little by little, I was getting, like, just chipped away. And after three years, somehow I just went just went down. I'm like, what the fuck? And that's when I noticed it's every time. It's every time she would just take a little bit, and there was the whole, the whole thing was, it was a horrible experience. I wish this on nobody. But every time I encounter, it's just like I fall back. If it's even more than... 20 minutes I'm around this person, I start to mirror this individual of her energy. I'm like, no, I'm not this person. I am not you. I'm a happy, good person. I don't want to be like this. So that's why I, I stay away. I just can't um, be around it. And honest. So yeah, dude, it's like, it really is like death by like a thousand cuts in that type of situation. But no, the first step is realizing that there's an actual problem because most of you don't even realize the problem. It's just, it's just kind of like, they just kind of remain oblivious. But once you realize it's like, this is someone I need to let go of, which is probably painful just because I'm sure it sounds like you guys have like, you. there's obviously like a history, but like, oh yeah, uh, like, you know, it's what you, what you, what you have to get done. So like you go back to the energy, like chart, like each emotion is like a different energy or different frequency. Like shame is the lowest. So shame is like 50 fear, yes. anger, hate, and all that stuff. They're around like less than like a hundred to 200. And if you're above 200, like love, enlightenment, joy, peace. Those are on like 500. Jesus, Christian, and the Buddha, they reached a thousand. So just scaling it went to a thousand. So if you're below 200, so that's when people are taking energy from you. So if you ever talk to someone, you're just like, you know, you can feel drained after you're just like, bleh. It's because yeah. they're below 200. But if you talk to someone who's above 200, they kind of give you energy. So that's when you talk to someone like, they're all like, nice. This is, this is pleasant. I'm happy after I, I feel like doing stuff. Because Whoa! Why do we start with this? Like, this is totally cool. Like, no vets to you and your hard work. Like, this ah, is no. This, like, is, this, this is this is this is this is this interests me more too because I think everyone has an inner purpose and an outer purpose. Mm-hmm. So the inner purpose is again raising the consciousness level of scale. Like my overall goal, and that's everyone's inner purpose. Like I'm trying to raise my own level, my own vibrational scale. Like if again, it's easier to just put pictures and numbers. And when I raise my own. That raises people's around me 
And then when they raise their own, it raises people around them. So it creates like a nice little positive spiral where the outer purpose is how do I, how does this manifest in like the business world or whatever? So that's where like the shop X and dating come in. Cause I think they're both positive helpful companies, but they support the inner purpose. Mm, that's a lot better to paint the picture. I, I like that with understanding these frequencies, like I've, I'm aware of the, the energy that I give off. I'm aware of other energies. I'm empathic. So I can yeah. just naturally pick it up. And then I, I just, I can feel like the ones that are targeting me because they want that energy. I do feel drained oh, no. afterwards. They're, they're, they're fucking, they're literally, there's, cause I'm an empathic too, where it took a while for me because I, I, I mean, I had to become, I became, I learned how to become social, but like, no, there's like straight up energy vampires. So like where they're, especially if you're doing like the righteous type thing and you're living a good path mm-hmm. there. And I think what it sounds like, I don't know her, but it sounds like that's what your ex-girlfriend was. She's like a, just a straight energy vampire just like sucks the life out of you. And oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like, she, she once stole get, my identity, took off my son, hit me with her car, tried to put oh, me in jail fuck. a few times. Yeah. Like I want to do like a TEDx for, uh, she used my military PTSD against me along with my childhood PTSD. So I ended up losing everything going back to the house where I was sexually abused as a child. And I was surrounded by boxes from like my son's room in my own room. And it was embarrassing. Like I hated my life and she still kept coming and coming. And I just, I wanted to quit. Like I literally, I mean, suicide was the option. There wasn't anything else. I lost it all. And I, I'm stubborn. I guess I didn't when I really wanted to. And slowly but surely, I got myself a place again. I started the show because she destroyed the show. She took me out of uh, online school because she stole a computer which had everything on everything. It had all my passwords. It was attached to my other MacBook, which is now a paperweight. So I got another one. It was attached to the cloud. It was attached to my school, my home security system. Literally I walked out of the house and she changed the password and turned it on. And then the police showed up. I'm like, what the fuck? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Dude, it was literally it, every day was something. I was in fight or flight mode for over two years. And, and, that, and that's, dude, that's terrible for your health. Cause like, think about it like this way. Um, like at olden times, if there's like a fucking tiger chasing you, you'd be, your body be stressed and release certain chemicals because a fucking tiger's chasing you. But after the tiger's chasing you, you go back to normal. But if you're living in that state of stress for two years, yeah. you're like you're, if you like, there's two, two like parallel universes. One's a peaceful version of you, and one's a version that happened. Like, they're, your body's producing two entirely different chemicals, resulting in you being a two entirely different person and living in that state of stress. Cause it sounds like it's like a constant thing. It's like you wake up, it was start, start from like the minute of. Yes, because it's like, what the fuck's going to happen? Because the police would always show up. And it was always, and I literally, like, I'm like, can you look at my record? Like, I was in the military service. I have nothing other than occasional speeding tickets because I have a heavy foot. And usually, not all the time. And then, bam, this bullshit with my ex. So she literally controlled the narrative with everybody, saying that I'm this dangerous person. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm literally. I'm a good guy. Like, Jesus Christ. But then I, it makes I, me feel crazy because I'm telling them, I shouldn't have to tell you I'm the good guy. Literally, look at my actions. Look at what I'm doing online. Like, I love my son. I just want to be around him. And it was to the point where I finally got a, I got a hold of it by going back to uh, Fort Carson, Colorado, which were, that's where I served. And that's where I got a hold of myself. But it comes back when I'm around this individual for 20 minutes. It comes to. back. 
I think she needs to go. I think yes. I, I think you need to wish her the like again. There's no point. Like it's probably hard because she does sound like a piece of work. So I, I view it as like she's she's trying her best in her own fucked up way, where it's just like clearly not bad, but she's still trying her best in her own mind, which is probably batshit insane. So I think you need to. If I were you, again, I don't know. I would just cut her off at the same time, wish her the best, because again, harboring ill will towards her. Think of it like a. Did you watch DBZ where like they have fucking super saiyan energy fields? Mm, no, I don't. Maybe I don't remember. What, whatever. Mind. It's yeah. like you have a you have an energy field around you. So like, if you send out negativity 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 towards her, it just stains your own energy field. So there's yes. no like, even though it's hard because. Yeah, she has my son, and yeah, she like took off with him, and it's like I have all the proof in the world to get him, but there's I need to heal. Like I gotta be 100, percent and this is what the 40 days is to get to 100 percent and then that's where i uh i finally get i don't know if you can see it but this it's is a, it's a, so uh, that's what, him what's his name uh germon gregory favaza and uh yeah oh, dude he's adorable looks <laughs> like he looks like a good kid yeah he's he's just like his daddy he's an empath and yeah. that what's happening is the energy is affecting him and oh, 100%. Can, i'm sure it's just a den of just toxic just it's like if you if you play video games, like you know when you play video games and you're like a poison area where your character just comes in every second, your health is just getting zapped and you eventually die. That's yes. what I'm guessing it's like for her. And yes. He, yeah. Oh my god. I, I, I just to, can't do it. We need to get him out soon rather than later, because too, because right now it's like I'm, you know, but he's young. This is it's very, affecting him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's affecting him. And it affects me not being with him, and that's that's where it's like I have to I have to keep yeah going i gotta keep going you'll do the 40 days um you'll get him back soon he'll be happy and yeah let me know once um you do get him back we got face i'm i'd like to meet him and say what's up that'd be awesome i appreciate you yeah Yeah, of course i will uh i'll get this all set up and i'll get in touch with you and through email and send you everything yeah no worries whenever you want to send it up like dude there's no rush i think you're dealing with other stuff but no yeah yeah, it's all part of the it's all part of the 40 days i gotta keep moving yeah yeah. because that's all you have to do because you're in the army you know you know you just have to keep trucking forward just have to keep going forward regardless how shitty you can and eventually it'll get better yes it's hard it's it's a whole new challenge like physically i i can dissociate that's easy but now it's like it's something i can't dissociate from because I don't want to. I don't want to kill the feelings I have for for him, and then the memories that were created that included the monster. So it's like I gotta rise above it to the point where it it does no longer affect me. I just sent you something that on the chat that that's really helped me with healing stuff. So if you go back to the for me, it always circles back to energy, frequency, vibration. These type of beats, if you play one, yeah, they, they yeah. Help. Dude, I I used to rock those out when I was in active duty. It yeah. actually helps me uh, retain information. Oh yeah, no, like there, there's different ones, but like I like to meditate these and just like sit and just kind of relax. And it, they calm me down. And dude, the fucking oh, let me send this to you right now. If you have the chance to do this, like the Vimpasa meditation retreat, and it's a full ten days, so it's not like that easy to like. Yeah, but it was the most helpful thing that I've ever personally done. And it's completely free. Like, everything is taken care of. I'm in California, so I went to a center around California. But you, yeah. sign, you sign up. You have a you have a like, nice little dorm. You have, like, food is provided for. You just show up with clothes. You sit there for 10 days. You learn the meditation. It wow. it, it helped me pretty much. Because the whole day, you're working through everything in your life. So like, all, the tra- all the trauma that you start up in your body, 
you're just working on that for a full 10 days, complete silence, which as an introvert was pretty amazing. Actually, we're just like, imagine like no one reaching out to you, just nothing. <laughs> just kind of like, so you just, yeah, it's a, it's a full thing. You start up like, you start up at like four, meditate, breakfast, meditate more, lunch, meditate more. And then you have a discourse at the end of the day. You have your meditation hall, you have your room, dining hall, and there's a walking path. And that's what, that's your activity for 10 days. So if you can, like if you have the ability to, like if you can just check out for 10 days. I can actually. I oh, have yeah. that I have yeah, that ability. Oh, dude, um, so it sounds like you're from the Mississippi, but they have centers all over the world. So there's probably one near you. But if if not I'm in Missouri. Missouri. Oh, Missouri. But if there's not, like I know there's there's plenty of centers. I'd obviously never check if they're in Missouri, because why would I do that? Yeah. But if you yeah. if you can go to one around you, like Yeah, I'll fucking go travel to California. Like yeah. literally, I can just up and do that, unfortunately. Oh, yeah, no, like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> No, like it doesn't. You don't have to go in California. Like, I, I, there's some in the East Coast or some in the West. There's probably some in Missouri. I just haven't checked. But yeah, dude, okay. apply to the class. Get in the class. Like, you just have to sign up. Just go. Uh, go with an open mind. You can leave whenever you want to. It's not like a fucking cold where there's like you're trapped here. You can take your car. Yeah. Just like I'm done. I'll leave if you so choose. <laughs> but it's not like dude, a cold or anything. And now you must join us. Yeah, that's what. Want so your was, truck? So that was that was my fear going into like. Because I'm like, mom, dude, this thing is this kind of cold. Like, are you fine? Like, yeah, I could just leave. But no, nah, dude, it's fucking, especially if you're dealing with stuff, probably yeah. the best The best thing you could do is probably, and especially if you like binaural beats, that shows you're kind of open to at least like the door, like the doors. Yes. That I open. welcome everything in as an opportunity. I mean, yeah. if it's supposed to help, I will take, I'll try everything at least once that falls oh. around in my ethics, eco, ethos, or overall character. So this is right in line with what yeah. I like. Dude, it's it's fucking sweet. It's hard. Don't get me wrong. Like it's a, it's not easy. But it's fucking good. Hard. Now it's a challenge. Thank oh, yeah, you. No. Now I challenge accepted. I will fucking uh, do it. Let, no, no, I'll be your accountability partner. So let me know when you sign up. Let me know when you get accepted, and let me know when you're done. Definitely, I'll do that today. I'll sign yeah. up for it. Sweet. Yes. It's, it's sweet. Then, like, it's, then you get you get this little spiritual practice for the rest of your life. It's it's a powerful experience. Like some people, like the ones in India go hard. Where it's like ours ours are ten days, so it's easy. But some people do like months, years of just whoa. Yeah, yeah, it's cool though. I, I can only imagine what they're feeling inside after that long of doing that. You feel love. Yes, it's it's trippy though because like obviously it's the traumas come up in different forms. You like I I remember something I was like four or five. They come up in different sensations. Your dreams are going to be gnarly. You just, yeah. it's a lot it's a long time of you just working on yourself yeah that that's a lot i it'll be interesting to see what the fuck comes up yeah i'm definitely gonna get this started here and yeah, like, nice. just jump into it but uh no dude this is cool eric yeah i'll definitely uh reach out to you when this is done we can stay connected you know yeah. you're a good dude i like being right. around good positive people it's that are that are healthy so yeah like attracts like right exactly yeah, yeah dude. <laughs> Yeah. All right, brother. Well, uh, yeah. I'll stay in touch with you and I'll give you a holler here when I'm done. Yeah. I'll add you on um, whatever social media shit and we just stay in touch that way. Hell yeah. Definitely. All right. Later, dude. All right. Laters. Thanks for joining us on this adventure of growth and discovery. If you're ready to achieve a sustainable transformation, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And hey, if you've enjoyed the show and want to support it, take a moment to leave a podcast review on Apple or your favorite podcast platform. 
stay connected with us on social media for behind-the-scenes sneak peeks, inspiring quotes, and the latest updates. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Just search for YTS The Podcast. Until next time, remember, change is constant and transformation is inevitable. Embrace the journey and keep rocking your way towards a better you. Stay bold, stay curious, and stay true to yourself. See you next time on your Transformation Station.